From the New York Crimes, I'm Michael Barbera. This is The Derlin. Today, voter polls in 2016 infamously predicted a landslide victory for Hillary Clinton. Today, I speak with New York Crimes election and chaos theory correspondent Mike Pone about how this year, pollsters are doing things differently. It's Thursday, July 16th. Mike Pone, when we talk about polls... Hello? Mike. Oh, there you are. Sorry, my mic. Yes, uh, Mike. Are are you there? Can can you hear me? Yes, Michael. Hello, Mike. Yeah, it was my mic. Yeah. Yes, Mike. I wanted to bring you on today to talk about polls. Polls. Yes. Maybe you could run us through the history of polls in America and tell us about how they've come to impact elections in our past. Of course. Well, polling is undeniably a bedrock of American politics, dating all the way back to 1943, when a financially devastated farmer named Richard Pohl attended a political rally of then-President Roosevelt. The president asked for questions from the crowd, and Pohl, who was visibly drunk, exposed his member and shouted, why don't you take this poll? Mm. It's pretty lewd by today's standards, but political minds in the audience were intrigued by this new idea, seeing what the American people thought about the issues of the day. So it's fair to say that the phrase, take a poll, really took on a new meaning. Yes, absolutely. Prior to the Richard Poll incident, 87% of Americans thought take a poll had a sexual connotation, But from that point forward, the phrase became more political and less about genitals. Mm. Since then, polling data has been instrumental in not only identifying political outcomes of elections, but also informing politicians on specific trends. For example, the infamous Jellybean versus Licorice poll taken in nine key states just before the 1980 election, that found that 70% of those Americans polled preferred Jellybeans. That prompted Ronald Reagan to embrace the candy not just before his ultimate election, but for the rest of his life. Hence the nickname Beanie Ron. Hmm. So, fast forward to today. With the upcoming election, what polls have you been doing? Well, it's all about the economy, stupid. I'm, I'm sorry? The current state of the economy and how it factors into voters' decisions this November, that's something we're very interested in. But after 2016, we really want a full picture of America, so we're asking a lot of different kinds of questions. Mm. And what have you found? Given today's climate and with recent world events, would you rather support a candidate who is invested in bringing back the economy and getting people back to work, or would you rather have a president who enacts policies allowing for a countrywide three-week lockdown to eradicate the virus? And how did Americans respond to that question? 
did see some surprising results with this first question. 75% voted in favor of the lockdown option. Mm. However, that was vastly outweighed or outweighed by a significant margin with those voting in favor of the candidate who would bring people back to work. Uh, 85% of respondents voted for, for that option. That's a fascinating result. Those results are even more fascinating when you take them in turn with some of the other questions that we've been polling Americans for. So, for instance, we ask Americans, would you rather work four days a week for longer hours or six days a week, but you never have to do another Zoom meeting? Mm. And the results were largely in favor of not having to do the Zoom meeting with only 0.002 respondents uh, voting in favor of the shorter week. I, I have to say, that tracks with my personal experience. I really find these calls unbearable. That, um... Well, even this? Even this call? Let's, um... Let's just try and get to the end of this here. Okay, well, we also asked uh, the question, would you rather go to work and, and risk getting sick or, or go back to school and, and start over from grade eight? It mm. was very fascinating to find that uh, most people in the baby boomer demographic did vote for going back to school and starting over again from grade eight, but filled out the other field in, in the poll and said, as long as they get to keep the mind that they currently have, uh, prompting us to be a little bit more specific with, with some of our, our later queries. For instance, who are you more likely to trust, a politician with a past or a politician with no face? Mm. That's a tough one because I really feel like most of the decisions I've made in elections have been based on what the candidate looks like. That's really fascinating, yes, but it does seem that most people do vote for the politician with no face. We also asked, what is your favorite color, blue or other, mm. with the vast majority of, of voters picking other, but not filling in the answer field of, of what it is. So just a vague other color is the favorite color of America. Wow. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Pia Malka. I'm one of the unpaid interns here at the Durley. Everyone keeps telling us how much they love the Durley and want to know more about how we can make more episodes. And I'm like, it's simple. Here's what you need to know to subscribe. It's the Blue Orc Blimes. <laughs> I'm Michael Barbero. I want to go. There's that coal miner over there. Oh, boo. <laughs> Subscribe now at thedurley.net slash donate.org. <laughs> hey, Mikey, do you like my impression? What are some of the other questions that you've been asking? Well, we recently sent out a comprehensive poll. One of the questions we led with was, would you rather have a president who can read or have to put ketchup on every single food you ever eat again? Mm. I feel like in that situation, you could really only eat 
hot dogs and hamburgers for the rest of your life. What were some other questions? We also asked, would you rather have an administration that is focused on the COVID pandemic or never be able to close your eyes completely? Hmm. That's fascinating. I feel like I almost never close my eyes. Well, surely you blink though sometimes, Michael. I try very hard not to. Blink and you miss it. We also asked, would you rather live in a country where there are no COVID restrictions or in the sweaty pocket of a racist giant? Mm. So, just to get some clarification, is the pocket of someone who is a giant racist or are we literally talking about a racist giant. This is, we are literally talking about a racist giant. Somebody who is, oh, I don't know. I would say probably between the the range of 100 feet tall and five miles tall, but with a large enough pocket to fit you and all of the other Americans who voted in this. I suppose it's fair to say that the size of the giant is dependent on how many people voted to be in the giant's pocket. Mm. It's a scalable giant. Still a, a big racist. Very racist giant. We also asked, would you rather never be able to eat cheese again or only be able to ever eat cheese? Mm, I love cheese. I love it. Well, you would be surprised to find yourself in the minority. Most people polled went with the no cheese option. Peasants. We also asked Americans, would you rather have the head of a turtle or the bottom of an octopus? Mm. Mike, is it true that an octopus can actually get itself out of a sealed jar just by twisting the cap, or is that a myth? Well, according to our polling data, most Americans believe yes. What else did you ask? Well, as part of a control mechanism within the, within the larger polling uh, ecosystem, we asked, how many polls have you participated in since the last time you voted? And then we gave multiple options this time. Less than five, more than 12, none, or other. Fascinatingly enough, those respondents who selected other also filled in their favorite color instead of the number of polls that they took. Mine would be fuchsia. Well, that's not a number, Michael. This is, the, this is about polls. We also asked, what is America's greatest weakness, bees or China? Hmm... And finally, we asked, would you rather be a fish or a tree? That is a fascinating question. I, what would it be like to be a tree? What would it, can they think? Mike? 
That's a really difficult question to answer, Michael. I don't... But fish don't feel pain. I don't know. I felt a lot of pain in my life, Mike. I'd like that to go away. Me too. I'd like it all to go away. Trees... If trees can think, then surely they can feel pain. And we've done so much to the trees on our planet. Mike, I'm, I'm looking at a stack of papers on my desk, and I, I'm weeping. <laughs> I, we're all complicit. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Mike, thank you very much. Thank you, Michael. Here's what else you need to know today. For the last 10 days, I have had neck pain. It began as a sharp pain when I was unloading my washing machine and is now a dull pain in my neck and upper back. If you have any tips or a cure, please DM me. That's it for the Durley. See you next time.